This is beautiful. It's early summer. I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head. A safe place to hide a hurting heart. A gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. I am not sitting in my usual big, comfortable, manly black leather papa chair in my living room. I am happily enthroned on a porch swing under a big old oak tree today. And I got my shoes off, and I've noticed that (laughs) my socks seem to be adding a certain pungency to the fragrance of the flowers and the newly cut grass. Early summer, my favorite time of the year. Summer is a woman. She is hot, sexy, wild, hazy, soft, flashy, dangerous when wet, full of laughs, tears, stings, and bites, endlessly beautiful, satin smooth, fragrant, promising, crushing, changeable. Summer has stars in her night eyes with thunder and crickets and little lover bugs flashing little tiny lights, hoping to find some little lover bug passion. I love the sand between my toes and the surf in summer's song. She has flowers and newly cut grass for perfume and sweating, flexing, naked passion in her nights. I sometimes take my Lady Wonder Wench flying in our little plane on soft summer nights. We strap on the plane, we start the engine and run the checklists and taxi between the blue taxiway lights and then we line up with the white runway lights and turn on the flashing strobes on the wingtips then go to full power on takeoff. It's a rumbling race down the runway and then we lift gently into that summer night. From down on the ground it looks like our marker lights are flicking between the stars I guess. And down below there in the summer night, people are loving, crying, earning each other's trust, taking each other's lives, laughing, writing last letters, being born. Some are leaving and some are connecting with each other for the first time. And some of those first-time connections are the only times. Others outlast lifetimes. There are love words and very quiet voices. Sometimes there's only a secret kind of silence and a quick breath and a sudden yes and the sensual sound of smooth silk sliding across warm skin. Early summer seems like just the most precious moment out of the whole year to me. And that's why instead of sitting inside at my desk working, I'm sitting out here under a big old oak tree and watching a hawk slowly swinging around in a thermal up there. He's not moving a wing. Lord, he's a good pilot. I think he's watching me. (laughs) It's like he knows I'm a happy guy and he's wondering why. My life is full of funny, happy things. 
There's other stuff too, of course, but you know, I got a thing going for me that I call the gratitude attitude. It's in my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot. We are the brand new Louie Louie generation. Louie Louie generation's gratitude attitude is pretty simple and it's very powerful. For example, I now have gray hair. But the gratitude attitude means, hey, remember I have hair. Which is more than lots of guys can say. No, I mean hair on my head. Besides, I like to think that gray hair makes me look like, oh, maybe an airline pilot. Or or a fully tenured professor. Or Jay Leno, huh? (laughs) Gratitude attitude. You can apply it to big things, too, like... We have lots of problems in our country right now. Yeah, but the gratitude attitude says, yeah, but the word we means we've got us. And we're winners. Gratitude attitude. Turn stuff in your life around. Like, instead of, not tonight, dear, I have a headache. Find yourself saying, not tonight, headache, I have a deer. Gratitude attitude puts a smile on your face, which is good. Because as Big Louie says in staying happy, healthy, and hot, you can never tell when something wonderful is going to happen to you. So that means you can never tell when somebody's going to fall in love with your smile. Dicks details, a bunch of totally unimportant stuff for you to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's keeping you awake at night out the other ear and you can nod off comfortably to sleep. The smart guys in the white lab coats tell us that female kangaroos can't have sex during a drought, which is probably why one of the favorite sayings of male kangaroos is, can I buy you a drink, my dear? The only mammals with no nipples are horses and rats, which is probably why you never see horses and rats on the cover of the Sports Illustrated Bathing Suit Edition. (laughs) Male turtles grunt, but female turtles hiss. Kind of what happens with humans at a singles bar on Saturday nights, if you've noticed. Oh yeah, you know what you call a snake that becomes a Canadian cop? You call a snake that becomes a Canadian cop a Mountie Python. Richard. (laughs) Dicks to tails. They take your mind off your mind. Hey, a little housekeeping here. If you like these podcasts or my spoken word CDs at DickSummer.com or my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot, Available at Amazon.com. Shameless plug. Anyway, if, if you like any of those, I'd appreciate it if you'd please tell a couple of friends because they might like them too, and you would be doing me a, a real favor. So, thank you very much. Lots of powerful magic happens in the summer. There are three stories about summer in my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot. One's called Lazy, Crazy, Hazy Days, and another is called Soft Summer Sounds. 
But the one I like best is called She's Saving His Seat. I will never forget what happened in that one. There's a story about some powerful summer night magic and uh, Night Connections too, personal audio CD too. It's called The Headhunter's Woman. A good headhunter is a genuinely dangerous guy. He's deadly. He's a street fighter. And that's you. You find jobs for high-powered executives. You're good at it. Maybe the best. You love it. You love the excitement. You love the challenge. You love the money. The money and the toys, those are the headhunter's trophies. Condo on the beach. A personal jet. Garage full of fancy automobiles. But you're also a nice guy. So you were glad to introduce a friend of yours to exactly the right person to fill an important opening in his company. You didn't take a fee for that one. You made it a birthday present to him. And she was a perfect fit. Right from the first day. Smart. Driven. Well-connected. She was so perfect and they worked so well together, as a matter of fact, that they fell in love. That happens. But it made a problem for you and for your wife because you and your wife have known your friend and his wife since you double dated in college when he told you what was happening you were very glad that he was so obviously happy you might have been just a little jealous of the passion that his new mistress brought to his life and for some reason you couldn't help feel sorry for his wife as she watched 15 years of marriage melt away in their amazing lust that surprised you, because you never really liked his wife. Maybe she was a little bit too much like you. Headstrong, clever, a little bit ruthless. She had an annoying habit of blowing loose strands of hair out of her eyes with a quick jet of breath. She did that because she didn't have time to do it with her hands. They were always busy doing something else. On a summer night that started out innocently enough, you and your wife invited her to dinner at your beach house. They were friends. You felt a little bit out of place. After all, you were the one who introduced her husband to the woman who became his mistress. So after dinner, you decided to leave the women to talk things over. And you went for a walk by the ocean. It was a soft summer night. The tide was out. And there was an almost full moon. You built a bonfire. You kicked off your shoes and lay down and just stretched out on the sand. It was the first time in a long time that you just let go. You started thinking about your own marriage. It was mostly okay. Except for the affair that your wife had for about six months with her boss. You almost lost her. But when he tried to get her to leave you, she told you about it instead. Naturally, you were angry because she had slept with another man. But you're also relieved because she told you about it. You were kind of proud because she chose you over him. You both decided to be intelligent about it, to use your heads to put things back together again. But it never 
completely worked out. Things were always just a little off-center ever since then. Like a day that starts out in a strange town with the wrong radio station on your clock alarm. You knew she was there before you saw her. You could feel her watching you as she walked toward you carrying her high-heeled shoes and swinging her hips in that smooth, confident way that you found almost insulting. She said, your wife has gone to bed and I wanted to thank you for dinner and your hospitality before I go. The ocean breeze was playing in her long, soft, loose-fitting, simple dark blue dress, lifting it in quick little puffs, silhouetting quick glimpses of her body's slopes and curves against the firelight. She was smiling that irritating smile of hers. She had startlingly white teeth and soft, muscular lips that obviously had a challenge about them. But the biggest challenge was in her eyes. It was almost an animal challenge, and it, it bothered you. That self-confident boldness in her eyes. And then the firelight did a curious thing. It caught in her eyes for just a moment a hurt, frightened little girl inside that proud, angry, self-disciplined woman. And when that happened, suddenly your hunter's instincts kicked in and everything went into a kind of a slow motion. All of your senses magnified the things around you and you caught a trace of her perfume in the ocean air and the sand became satin soft. The ocean was a rumble somewhere in the dark, and her voice was making small half-words only fingertips away. Her skin looked cool, but her eyes were warm and shining in the firelight, and moist around the edges as if she were sweating inside. You're a bright guy. You're headstrong, you're ruthless. You're a dangerous hunter. And you understand this deadly game. It could cost you your home, your marriage, all the things you love, all the trophies of an entire lifetime's hunting. But her lips were soft and muscular in the summer night. And her eyes flashed an animal challenge in the firelight. And most important, a hurt little girl looked up from your arms and smiled. And in the end, the heart is still the deadliest hunter of them all.
did it that soft summer night. He risked it all. He took her into his life, and she went happily. Now, before you pass judgment on them for what they did on that soft summer night and many nights after, before you condemn that summer magic, think about this. It ended a lifeless marriage, and it also freed his wife and her boss to feel their passion together again. Magic lives. It's strange and it's powerful and it's passionate. Wasn't this magic? It killed guilt, and it freed lust, so it could grow into a new, passionate love again for all of them. Summer magic. Headhunter's Woman is from the Night Connections 2 personal audio CD. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast. Or if you want a fresh copy, just go back to DickSummer.com. Check out the Night Connections 2 icon on the home page. Early summer. Don't let her slip away from you. She won't be here for long. Minute by minute, early summer slips away. Watermeloning becomes apple bobbing, and then you got September song, and before you know it, you're singing jingle bells and hoping for another early summer day. It's like this one. That's why I'm sitting out here on my back deck instead of inside working. Minute by minute, the summer slips, and the best we can do is just catch her as she falls and taste her and touch her and love her minute by minute. The minutes of our lives go by so fast. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths. Come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.